Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode at the RZM Podcast. Today, we are on episode 11, and my name is Brian. My name is Chris, and we've got our first podcast with a guest, and this is a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Nino. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> so, so go a ahead. friendly neighborhood player partner, man, Nino DeGrigio. Nino DeGrigio is here. This is somebody who's been a friend of mine for a couple years. Um, when I first started my studios, uh, Nino literally just, I had my door open one day and he walked in and, um, you know, I mixed a song for him. And then from then on, he became a regular client. So Nino's a big part of why I was doing what I was doing. And he did help me. And I did have to cut him off for about what, two years. I don't know, man, but it was a little too long, but now, now we're meeting up again. He pulled up in a Maybach today. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring and, up. And then he goes, he pulls up in a Maybach, backs in. I've never seen the, the back wheels of a Mercedes turn. You ever seen that? Like, no. This is like next level shit. Like the back wheels turned a little bit to make them park better. And then he gets out. He's like, oh, that's a nice little BMW 3, 320, 330 or whatever. I was yeah, like, man, I was like damn. That was my car. So once you put the car in reverse, the back wheels start moving instead of the front wheels? Uh, they both move. They All four of them move. Oh, okay. It's like it moves to make you get a better, like, in parking. I'm trying that's to see crazy. how the fuck. I'm trying to picture It's like the back mind. wheels. like So you know how the front wheels could go like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the back wheels go like that. Oh, shit. You learn something new every day. It's just technology, it's, bro. It's, Maybach money. It's uh, it's stuff that you know when you reach a different tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, but... um. Well, let's get started with the song of the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the song of the day for today, it's... uh, Of course, it's Nino DeGrigio. He's got... T- tell him what you got dropping tomorrow. I got tr- a tape. Church on Monday is dropping tomorrow. First EP in two years. And that drops on Saturday or? Uh, drops tomorrow, Saturday, yep. Saturday. October so, 1st. So this will drop on Saturday, so it should be releasing today. October 1st is out. Um, the music that's finna drop is actually important to me. A lot of us mentioned that because he helped me find this sound. Um, I was just a dude driving around with this like rhythm in my head. And I had these producers in the bay. And um, every time they'll send me a beat, I'll just pull up to a lot of that shit and just go record. And um, a lot of the music that I'm dropping tomorrow, today, a lot of it's recorded. Yeah, so so here's uh, mm-hmm. one of the songs on the tape. Yes, sir. All right, let's hear it. Waiting by Degrees. Still bad bitches waiting to have sex with me. Saving money for a chance they respect a pig. She's still looking to meet another nigga, nigga like Degrees. She still touch herself when she think about me. She still call my phone in the heat of the moment. She horny, she want me, but I, I need, need money. money. I need a light tin strip before you romance. I'll turn a bitch lifestyle to a slow jam. Okay, okay, yeah, now nah, you see, okay. I always like Nino because he can embody my feelings in a song, and I he, never, <laughs> never was able to find somebody who could do that. He's Major able key. to bring out your spirit animal, yeah. Nino, Nino is my spirit animal, I'll Major be key, man. I make music for the feeling, I want everybody to feel. And that was one thing he would always stress, he would always say, It's not about the song, it's not about the lyrics, it's about the feeling. Exactly. And then he, uh, what's that little dance you always, whenever, whenever he'll be recording, he'll be like. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to feel that shit, bro. <laughs> Everybody who listens to Degrees has to feel like they're riding around in an all-white leather Maybach. <laughs> Driving down West Street? Western Avenue. Uh-huh. <laughs> but nah, uh, so you you obviously from Western. Is there anything you want to, like, you know, say, shine um, light upon? Shout out to Los Angeles. Shout out know? to Los Angeles. Um, LA is in a scary place right now. LA is in a scary place. Um, it's always been in a scary place. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, I, feel I think that. the media just in a scary place with it now too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I mean, it doesn't help that the police comes out and says that uh, 
hey, we can't protect you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bring your ass over here. This shit, they make that shit feel like I'm watching The Purge. You know? Yeah, but that's because most of the people getting robbed are out of towners. You know? I mean, don't you think um, there was um, there was uh, um, someone from the East Coast pretty much said, oh, you know, when the West Coast people start pulling up to New York, we should do the same to them. You know, so that that I, I saw that tweet go viral. What do you think about that? You think it's going to go down the same way? I mean, shit, I wish the best for everybody traveling to the East Coast, you know? <laughs> for real. So I've had problems everywhere. The South. I've had problems in Portland. Can you believe it? In Portland? For uh, for what? It's the most peaceful city. Uh, just for being a West Coast nigga. You know? Oh, for real? Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, there is something to be said about people from, especially L.A., they, they have a different attitude. They, you know, they walk, they drive different, they walk different, they talk different. So the fact that he went to Portland and, you know, they, you know, they could just tell. <laughs> or you go anywhere and people automatically know, oh, yeah, he from L.A. For yeah. sure. But you know, I want when I you know as I started like moving around and traveling a little bit, people don't call LA LA. They call Cali. Just, yeah, they call it Cali. Cali. And it's like, so so LA is pretty much taking over the whole fucking state at this. Yeah, point. they're like, oh, you from Cali? They call it Cali. But and they'll say they Cali, know, and you could be. They from, don't know the difference from LA or the Bay. Exactly. They think San LA Diego, and the Bay is the same thing. The, well, I feel it. Huh. So I, I remember one time you went on a whole like ten minute rant about Los Angeles. And I wish you can embody that right now, but try to sum up that conversation. Like, how do you feel about the city that you grew up in? Um, I think it's amazing. You think LA is amazing? I think it's amazing. I think it's the best economy in the world. You know <laughs> what makes it the best economy? It's just the only place to get the money that people can get. Mm -hmm. I do um, feel that way. I feel like the opportunities here are limitless. Lovely. I feel like there's things that you can do here. And make a profitable, you know, income exactly. that you can't do in Texas. It's hustler time. Everywhere else, you gotta get a job. Yeah, but there is some like I mean, I I mean, I've definitely been thinking myself like if we can start making money off a podcast, it becomes like a remote job where I don't know the the thought of moving out of L.A. to like oh, more quiet. The thought of moving out of the country. What? So you're trying to get out of the country. I'm trying to go to Puerto Rico. How you feel about that, Nino? Would never. You, you never you get out never. of L.A.? Never. You would never leave L.A.? Never. Why? Um, I've already traveled to 19 countries, <laughs> and I feel genuinely like L.A. is the best place in the world. Um, what, everywhere else. What countries you gone to? I remember you were telling me about Greece, but what else? Um, I've pretty much been everywhere besides Australia and South America. So, And like, then was this all for pleasure or business? Um... Both a little bit. My grandma used to um, work for Kaiser as like a emergency first responder uh -huh. for aid and shit. So like she would travel to like these real fucked up places. It was crazy, like oh, super shit. crazy. Wait, and, um, so so you were traveling at a young age? Yeah, so I traveled oh, her when okay, I was like okay. twelve and shit. Oh, nice. So so did you go to like traditional like schooling and shit, or were you always just bouncing around like? Yeah, no, I went to school and everything. Okay, um, it was like these quick trips, but. I, I went to school in LAUSD, so they didn't give a fuck, fuck I was missing. LAUSD. Yeah, they didn't care I was missing. It. You know, I had like home pa I had homework packets. Oh, okay. So you I just had to kind of turn everything so in. And I remember shit. I remember you told me this one. Would you tell everybody how many uh how many high schools you went to? <laughs> <laughs> I went to four high schools. I went every year. And why For, was that? Yeah. Um and and and, and the and the school was too, please, Nino. So I went These to are the most ghettoish schools in LA that he went to. Like I went the, to Gardena, 
I went to um, Lock High School. I uh, hated that school. I went to a, a school called Animal Watts, also by Lock. Then I went to a um, school called Lou Densler behind Westchester. And uh, I never went to school in my neighborhood. Didn't um, you go to Crenshaw for a little bit? No, nah, I never went to Crenshaw. No, nah, I thought you did. No, nah, someone else. Grandma, grandma Melissa went there. to Crenshaw for a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, she went to Crenshaw for a little bit. Uh, Crenshaw was where it was at. Yeah, she hated I, that fucking school. I went to I went to fucking uni. Uni? Yeah, way in the valley. I was finna go to uni, but um, it didn't have what I was looking for. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. Oh, he would have went to uni. That shit would have yeah, been hilarious. I was looking for it, man. I was he looking for the bitches. He said it wasn't what I was looking for. You know, shit. And there was a lot of places that had the bitches, but my schools weren't it. Nah, see, I went to school in Malibu. I went to my mom right? was a house. That's exactly what I said. And you know where he grew up? Right there by the LA Fitness. Um, on La Cienega, yeah, nice. by the Kaiser. But he went to school in Malibu. Yeah, so <coughs> you went to Malibu High. Yeah, um, yeah. So my mom was like a housekeeper out there. So uh, one of the families she worked for, they just put us down as like we lived in the guest house. So we went to school out there. But um, bro, that money different out there. Bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's that school. The way it looks now is not the way it used to look when I went there. It looked like a barn house when I went there. There was really nothing there. Old basketball courts. Everything was shit. But then after the fires, they rebuilt that shit up. And now it looks like fucking Apple just came up in that bitch and, you know. Dropped the ball. <laughs> dropped the bag dropped the on that. Dropped the fucking check. That's crazy. Bro, that's, yeah. Yeah, all my schools fucking sucked, man. Um, shootings, crack dealers, prostitutes. Yeah, um, damn. Parents fighting, you know. Yeah. Wait, like like fighting but that's on campus stuff. and shit? That's, that's on regular. campus, off campus. Um, that's like teachers, regular stuff that goes on Teachers there, were right? trained to fight, too, if a student popped off. How were the parent-teacher conferences? What parent-teacher conferences? <laughs> <laughs> but that's like regular stuff that goes on in that area, huh? You ever seen a uh, a teacher fight a student? Oh, hell yeah. Shout out to Miss Jones. <laughs> um, she know her truth. You know, everybody at Lock High School know Miss Jones' truth, you know? They knew when she said stop fighting, it was either stop fighting or she break, she squabbling. <laughs> and, she right. gonna, and the cool part is she going to squabble the winner, too. She going to squabble. Shout out, Miss Jones. Shout out You have to describe her, though. You have to. You got you to gotta give a description. Um, So, genuinely speaking, Lock High School of 2010. Damn, you they, went to high school in 2010? Yeah, man. I graduated in 13. But so they graduated um, a year before. So, what are you, like 28 right now? I'm finna be 27 next 27, month. 27, okay. How did you graduate then in 13 and you better be 27? Did you graduate 14 and you 28? Yeah, but I got held back. Oh, uh, <laughs> dumb. Yeah. But, um, nah, yeah. I, so, I was back here. Believe it or not, Miss Jones. 2010, um, I was in fifth grade. She was a short lady. She had some ass on her, for sure. <laughs> um, she had tattoos everywhere. I don't know how they hired her. She had tattoos from her neck all the way down to her fingertips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Body tattoos on her legs, too. She always wore pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, you saw her fight someone? Like, like you saw it all go down? Start to finish what happened. Like, if this was, like, some USC, uh, some, some UFC it's narration. No, it's not UFC. This is some project squabbles. <laughs> um, hands, hair, nails, pulling out, everything goes. Oh, she was getting dirty. Uh, if your friends jump in, they get it, too. <laughs> Um, so so after high school, you know, did you go the college route, or or what did you end up doing? Um, I attempted to go to college. I college. did a little bit. Um, I did. <clears throat> I was finna go to UCSB. Uh huh. Santa Barbara. No way. <coughs> I had a mishap. You need some water. You coughing? Yeah, get yeah. some water. Water, water, water. Um, 
And this is a sponsor break. Please, Arrowhead Dasani. No, any fuck <laughs> Arrowhead, bro. Do not sponsor us. Evian, Essentia, NH, you know what I'm saying? Something Anything else. spring. You, and you don't fuck with Perrier? This is from the IE. I don't fuck with nothing from the IE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some people in the IE. I hope they're good people. <laughs> so college, um, you were gonna go to college. You didn't go, or what was the case? Um, I was gonna go to college. Um, I got accepted and everything, and um, I was on house arrest at the time. For what? Um, I graduated. <laughs> hey, you can't just bring that up. And <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So a month before my graduation, I got caught with a gun. Okay, at um, school. No, I was, it was at night. I was just walking across the street, going to a party, on the way to a party, and the police just pulled up on me for jaywalking. Jaywalking. God damn. Yeah, and they fucking... They at that just, period of time, you knew you were fucked, huh? Uh, I ran. They caught me real fast. Let's start. Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> so I was a track star at the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> for real. I was an athlete. Real five-star athlete. Um, five-star recruit? Yes, that's how I got into college. Um, through oh, my, for real? Yeah, running track. But I ran from the police, and they caught me so fast. Like, so now, fast. Now, now like when, It kind of blew your mind, huh? Yes. Yeah, because I was about to say, when that first happened, you were definitely like, oh, shit, I'm ready. I'm out of here. Fuck out of here with all that I'm shit. I'm out of here. I had you so were, much confidence. You really and, thought you was going to get away, Hey, huh? hey, hey. And what's crazy with this shit is they really be carrying, like, 40 pounds worth of Boots, equipment, all, all that, that shit. He chose the wrong career path, didn't he? All that. No, I didn't. No, I the, the cop no. did. Cop. The cop probably could have been a track star. Um, shit, the cop. What happened though? Like, um, he whooped my ass. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. And you were what, seventeen at the time? Oh, uh, yep, seventeen. Went to jail. Now let's lock high school was worse than jail. <laughs> you know, hot I, take, no, hot I, take, I, hot I, take. I've heard that. My first day of Lock High School was worse than my first day in jail. Why's that? I've heard that before. Lock High School is a horrible school. Because um, it's just, it's all about the mentalities and how people think. In jail, you got guys. At Lock High School, you had guys and girls. Mm. You know? And you get locked in these classrooms with these little pussy-ass teachers who can't stand up for themselves at all. And you just got like 30 kids turned up. Mm, okay active you know so you were gonna go to ucsb um, I, I did go to arrest. ucsb so i got in i was on house arrest for seven months i was mm -hmm. supposed to get off way before i started school but they didn't let me off my judge told me if he was going to allow me to go while still on house arrest i had to tell the school oh and santa barbara county was like hell nah a kid from south central on house arrest for a gun can't come up here that that's you know? the sad part it's like all your entire future gets rerouted redirected fucked up all off of one situation so do you think how do you think you would have turned out if you would have ended up going to santa barbara um i probably would have dropped you think you out would have still been pulling up in that maybe i probably would have dropped out no no see 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 what's that thing that uh you told me that he always says it's not uh his saying about like it's in you you know what i'm saying like so you ask him, would he had still have made it? I'm pretty sure the confidence, it would have leaked into something. Oh, that confidence in, in Nino is, is... That's what I'm saying. It's not about the car, That shit bro. is contagious. Like, I remember one time... <laughs> you remember that story I told you? Where one time you were talking to me about this and that, and then I told you I came back next day and I... Oh, yeah, man. You talking crazy to your bitch. Yeah. He was slick talking. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You have to explain the story. Uh, it's, 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 it's toxic. 
So life is about to pimp or to be pimped on. In every situation, you either in control or being controlled. Okay. Hit that preach button. Hit that preach button. It's important that you ask yourself every time, are you pimping or are you getting pimped on? Okay. Even when you're dealing with people. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I first met Lades, he had a girlfriend. She Even was the way he says your name, yeah, he, says it, he says it's nice. I just say Lares. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he calls me Chris. Like a lot of people call me Chris now, I to be you. honest. But he, he met um, me when I was going by my last name. Yeah, he was always stressing out, man. He was always stopping recording me to text his girlfriend back and stuff, and stopping my sessions because he had to go bring in some food and shit. You Shut know what I'm saying? Oh, for real, bro. Shut I'm telling you, man. Up. She had him in a headlock, bro. No. God damn. See, see, we don't get this story. We we always get the no, this is when the after. You know this what I mean? Is long time this is ago, the truth, man. man. He was planning out trips to keep her happy and stuff. You know no, what I mean? Was <laughs> not, no, you know what I mean? It was a lot. No, going I on. was not. And um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe this fucking guy. He he's being extra now. And um, one day he was just like, "Damn, you know, I think like you're starting to get to me." And hey I was like, "This what? is after we ran three days of twelve-hour sessions straight." Oh and, shit! Um, he told me that basically, you know, he was just saying he ain't going for that shit no more. Uh, see, see, I'm starting to get a vibe that he he could just read your energy and saw. He's getting pimped on right now, right? <laughs> the seats, and it's has, not even that he's getting pimped on. He's yeah, just nah, not in full nice. control. Don't, okay, all right. So saying? so he was in the bridge. He was walking the bridge over to getting pimped on. He was not walking the bridge. He was not in control. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? When I met Lades, he was already bossed up. He already had his own thing. He already had the rollies. He already had a... Big blower and shit. You know, hey, he yo, was. Chill. <laughs> hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> you a square now? No, I'm, I'm a registered gun owner. I'm just saying, you corporate? Yeah. No, I'm not corporate, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm legal now. That's good to hear. You should tell the people. Yeah, I'm a registered gun holder. When I met him, he was legal. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, hey, hey. There's, I mean, if, if, if everything, all the paperwork is done right, I mean, shit. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I mean, go, listen. Go, 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 go. You can be a victim if you want to. Talking <laughs> 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 about some paperwork. No, but um, uh huh, uh huh. So, so, so during the studio session, you realized he needed help, and then Nino look. Nino was look. I like to always refer to Nino DeGrigio as a therapist for <laughs> the for the masculine and male race. Right. He will uplift you as a person and raise your moral thinking. As crazy as that sounds, this is probably the most purest form of Nino. I appreciate that, man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm one of his patients. <laughs> I'm one of his patients. <laughs> and it worked out. Like, Nino came by now, uh, now, and, and leveled up, leveled me up spiritually, and now now things are good, right? No, <laughs> hey, hey, wait, hey, hey. So if we were to throw you in the therapist category, what's your success rate, would you say? Because I'm sure you've had these conversations plenty of times. You see like people that you have conversations with and you go... And don't lie. I've seen you fail a couple times. <laughs> where, no, no. Where, where some people are just too far gone. You're just like, hey, listen, man. Like, it, it, I, I can't even help no more. Um, I fail a lot. It does not... Personally, I had to learn the hard way. I can't distort the food chain. <laughs> Do you feel what I'm saying? This guy is just... I can't tell nobody to stop working at Taco Bell he does not and start a business. He does not miss. Yeah, no, you know no, no. I mean? we, we have this issue. We, we talk I, about I this. I can't. Yeah. Um, when I met Lades, he already had a studio. He already had a Beamer. Uh-huh. He already had a watch. 
now Lotus just has a bigger studio, a newer Beamer, and a more expensive watch. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Remember when I, I had the one with the diamonds in it and I thought that was it? And then you, <laughs> and then you pulled, he fucking said, Lotus pulled out an all rose gold Audemars baguette, bro. I, I put my fucking little stainless steel bust down the way. It wasn't that. Lotus had the starter Rolex. Yeah, I had to start. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro, he was the guy who got me into Beamers because he pulled up in the X6 competition. Fucking got that shit ice blue wrap. Yeah, the X6 Shh. is the one. The X6 is the one that I wanted only because I was a big fan of Chief Keef, and he brought that shit. No, oh, I'm it, telling you, yeah. yeah. So bro, Chief Keef, Chief Keef, but then watch this. You my my girl got mad. I you think so. I gotta that, find it, bro. That being the Chief Keef. So nice. When Chief Keef dropped Love Sosa, I had a Porsche Panamera. Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna lie oh though, Chief. My. Don't, hey. don't even get me fucking started on Why? this shit, bro. How you want to tell the people how you got your Porsche? Um, not really. <laughs> but, Long story know, short, I can tell people. I'll tell people how I got the Maybach though, since you keep talking about that. So I used to be Beamer gang. Shout out to the BMW fans out there. Yes, um, I made the mistake. A lot of us remember. You remember? Yes, I, I, I. Mm -hmm. She was a good person. No, she wasn't. Oh, okay. God damn. So um. I He's not a good person. I, I, oh, she's I, not I, a good person. She was a nice person. She brought me food. You might as well just put a last name to it. If no, we're not gonna put a last name. <laughs> she, to she, it. she brought me food one time. She was pretty nice. Remember what the, the session? She brought like some wings. <laughs> Stole my inmate competition. Wow. On Father's Day of 2022. I remember you had the inmate competition. You was stole it from the dealership with a tow truck. You want to tell the people why? Because she is funky. <laughs> but um, not nah, the reason why is because I made a mistake. Um, put the car in somebody's name as an investment. Investment didn't work out. Blase, blase. Um, and because I am not a pussy ass nigga, <laughs> um, instead of begging for my car back or asking for the car back, I have to her, go get a Maybach. You just let her take Freak. over the payments. Hmm? You just let her take over the payments. Take over everything. Take over the repair bill and everything. You know, for real. <laughs> See, and that's a telltale sign. You guys choose your business partners wisely. Choose everything wisely. Choose your water wisely too. <laughs> <laughs> no Arrowhead, please. I got mad at them when they came in with the fucking Arrowhead cases. Hell yeah, but yeah, man. So that's why I'm in a Mercedes now. Fucking hate Mercedes, dude. I yeah. fucking hate them. Shut up. Bro. You were talking about that you might get the GLE coupe as well. No, I want to get the X6M competition. Nah, bro. Not the cap. <laughs> in honor Listen. of my boy Nino De Grigio. Well, he's already I moved on. That. He's already moved on you to bigger and better things. I respect that. Thank I you. love the X6M competition. No, no see, um, the X6, the X6, when Chief Keith pulled up on that for the first time, I was like, that's the car I wanted. And then finally, when I had a little bit, I told Melissa we should look into an X6. She said, no, we're going with a GLE coupe. <laughs> so I just said, GLE is nice. I feel that. Um, BMWs are sporty, they faster. Thank you. And they um, really keep you in motion. Mm hmm. But um, it's something about the way a Mercedes makes you feel. The Mercedes does have the class mm. and the elegance, but it just feels like a woman's car to me sometimes. And no. also with the BMW, it just feels more like a sporty car. It feels more fast. It feels faster. It's like, it is. It, that, that's why I like you Beamers. I Gotta get you an S-Class, man. I, I don't know, because I was thinking of getting the, the, the like like he said, Geely Coupe. And if I was to get one, I'd get the 6.3. But I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards that M competition. Yeah, the M competition is faster. I'm not going to lie. When you had the M8, I was looking at the M8, though. Now, this was crazy, though, man. Um, a lot of people are not going to like this, but Mercedes gets more respect. 
Mercedes gets noticed more. No, oh, yeah. When a valet, he wants to park the Mercedes in front. He'll park the Beamer in the back. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I know? don't know what that's for, though, sometimes. Because it's some status, dude. You know, but like price points, they're not that far. Like for their for their base models, like for like what you're kind of comparing it to, like an X6. They're you know X6 can also even run more. Yeah. But there is something about just the Mercedes logo when you see it, you think class. It's like the Rolex lo- the Rolex logo. The but at the same time, the Automars logo is different. Riding in a Mercedes is a better experience than riding in a BMW. You know, I've never. I done put like fucking sixty thousand miles on them BMWs, man. Trust me. I'll tell you. Yeah, man, them uh-huh. BMWs are good, man. I, I'm, I'm a BMW connoisseur. I've only had BMWs, and I plan on only getting BMWs. Well, maybe might get a GLE Coupe. I was thinking of a Lamb truck. I don't know. But as of right now, I'm sticking with Beamer. Beamer gang. Yeah, if my Beamer wasn't snatched from me, I'll still have it. <laughs> um, just, uh, just a funny question that I have for you. Do you think guys and girls can just be friends? Um... <laughs> I feel like guys and girls can be friends if the guy is gay. <laughs> okay, so that's your way of saying no. You know, <laughs> of course. So, so you don't think there's there's no way of just a guy and a girl just kind of being like, <laughs> nothing's gonna happen here, but we can talk damn near every day. We can hang out. Um, I'm always gonna look out for you. So, every day and talk all the time. No, link up once a month. Chit chat here and there, follow each other back and forth on Instagram. Yes. Now, now you wouldn't say at some point with the going back and forth on Instagram, it kind of starts going into like a little bit of flirtatiousness. Yeah, but see, women don't work off flirts; they work off time. What do you, you mean? Know? You spend more time with a woman, you're gonna get her. So that's why you're saying like there's no because the more time that they would spend as friends, it would start leading into something else. Of course, that's natural. Okay. Wise yeah. words from Nino. That's why you got to make sure your bitch don't have a work husband. A work oh, husband? that is a real ass thing though. You feel what I'm saying? That is a real ass yeah. thing. Dude named Jerry bring her donuts every morning. She loves it. <laughs> then spends eight hours with her. That's and why. They, that's why my girl works in a place with all women only. That's why I make all my girls quit jobs. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you take yeah. over the bills? You, so you taking over the bills? You giving them credit cards or something? Oh, um, this is this is a good question. It's more to life than bills and employment, but yeah, you know, money goes around, money comes in. You know what I'm saying? So Brian asked me a question yesterday on yesterday's podcast, and it was actually pretty interesting. And I want to ask you, how do you feel about giving your uh, significant other? Or your woman, or in your case, your female friends, mm-hmm. your your card, your card, your, your card, credit card, bank card, debit card, business card. Um, I don't really feel too much about it. It just depends on like when it's not your bitch. You yeah, different money, different money. Because I said no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if it's not your girl, like, it's different. Like, if you don't live with her, that's bad. No, mm-hmm. that's real bad. Yeah, you you can tell you can you can just hear the money on him. Nah, bro, I don't <laughs> I you know because I said I said hell no, and then Brian was like, you got to get your money up. But I mean, like I'm saying, you don't always have to give money to give your card. Like you could be going to get a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? She ain't going yeah. to Neiman Marcus. 
She might be going to Seven Eleven. You know what I mean? Which is kind of what I told you, right? I was talking about like when it's payments, like if I'm there, like a grocery thing or like a gas thing. That's where it all kind of makes sense. What like, about? Um, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, go, go. Um, pumping gas. Do you pump her gas? Uh, yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. Do you let like her? Do you let every her, time? Yeah. Do you let her pump her gas ever? Um, I mean, if I'm with her, I'm pump her gas. But if you're time. not with her and she's almost close to eat. Um, the mother of my children, I will go pick gas in her car, but, you know, figure it out. I have you know? never, I have never really. <laughs> That's what I said. Thank you. Like, like the, the one I love, you, know you will like, never have to pump your own figure gas. Figure it out. I'm going to get see, there and pump look, it for you. All this shit is watered down now. All this, what should I do for you? And what should you do for me? And all this and that. It's like, if that's your bitch, that's your bitch. If it's not, you got to figure that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're giving money to a girl that's not yours, um, she's not having sex with you, and blah, that your friend, like you said, if y'all friends, you giving her your debit card and shit, that's bad. <laughs> Yo, um, you caught any of that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer series or heard about it? Yeah, man. Um, that shit is crazy. I actually studied that shit in high school, too. Um, I like oh, shit, they little... had high school classes for that? No, no, no. I had this English teacher who wanted us to pick, like, a crime report like so why why did you choose jeffrey dahmer i don't know i didn't um choose jeffrey <laughs> you called him like jeffrey a, like you know, him. know. <laughs> you said jeffrey <laughs> i said jeffrey he said dahmer. oh <laughs> <laughs> whatever no 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 that's it's just funny because melissa did that too she's like oh um put the show on with jeff i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like that's yeah. her homeboy <laughs> yeah like what the fuck <laughs> but no nah, it was like eight to twelve people that we had to read up about and shit and like pick one or whatever uh-huh. you know? but i read his story and yeah man people really like that shit is real. Yeah. You know? That shit is real. Yeah. He, he, well, he, I think he no, killed I mean, uh, 17 confirmed. Yeah. Um, correction. Because last time he um, said 30. Yeah, I said 30. One thing TikTok. I do think is weird is that everybody's um talking about race now. You know what I'm saying? It's like. That's that's kind of where I was going to take it, though. It's like, like everybody's talking about race and like, oh, black people shouldn't condone this shit. And it's like white people die, too. Yeah, I think you know I, I think I think uh, two Asian, white, yeah, two Asian white guys kid died. and the Asian two uh, Asian kids. Yeah, so it's yeah, because like Boozy, <laughs> Boozy, right now, right before we started, I was just kind of checking, and Boozy's trying to uh, boycott the entire movie and get it take not the movie, but the documentary and get it taken off of Netflix. I think I think and, what uh, it you is, know, though, is Boozy, Boozy, he's a public figure, and he really got a lot of action, but I don't think that's the move, you know? Why? Like, all right, so. I want to elaborate more on that. So when you say that, are you saying that because Boosie's just coming from a place where just because he is a public figure, he should kind of speak up on this, but you don't even think that that's the right move to make? Um, I think a lot of people's opinions matter when it does, and when it doesn't, it just don't. Like, to say black people get mad 80 years later, or however many years that shit happened, and boycott Netflix, is to say boycott everything. Now, this is the problem with sensitive culture. You can't pick and choose when to be sensitive. Yeah, no, because we were having a conversation about the cancel culture thing. You know what I'm and, saying? Um, and all that. And it's like Boosie gets canceled all the time. So now he wants to boycott to cancel some shit. You're oh, right. You're right. You, know what I mean? you're you right. said all that just to say that. You could have said that in the beginning. I'm just saying. I was trying hey, to follow I, you. Hey, no, no, no. You got to follow him. You got to follow <laughs> him. You got to stick with it. But it's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to keep it short for the clips. But it's like, 
Boosie loses Instagrams. Everything he over says gets canceled. Again. You know what I'm saying? The only dude that supports him is Vlad. That's the only way I see Boosie <laughs> nowadays is Vlad TV. And um, he's trying to boycott some shit that has nothing to do with him. Yeah. I yeah, because I think, I think they were making it a big deal though, was because he lived in the projects or something. Who? Who? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He oh. did. Yeah, he lived in like a projects. He was like, oh, this was all I could afford, but people were looking at it like, no, you were just luring, luring in, a, like black. Oh, gay men. is that what they're 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 kind of getting at? Yeah, like you haven't watched the last episode, but spoiler I, alert, yeah, that, uh, that's basically um, what they were getting at. It's like, oh, you live here, where where like a lot of black people live, and you were luring in black gays but he was going to the gay club that was not too far from his house like that's what the crimes is horrendous but that's like saying boycott everything pertaining to shit like that boycott the new Emmett Till movie coming out boycott yeah see see, Emmett Till movie coming out I did not know that yeah so boozy badass urges black people to boycott Jeffrey Dahmer series it's sick that's kind of his standpoint no, yeah, but right I now. I mean, the whole thing is sick, though. It's like what he did was sick. Like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking dismembered. No, but 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 I am a hundred percent on the side of like, um, I, I have an issue with the cancel culture because I just have an issue where they try to dig up stuff like where I brought up to you where they, you know, Kevin Hart has worked his ass off to get to where he's at, and then finally he has the opportunity to do the Oscars, and they want to bring up a joke that he did on Twitter like yeah, how ten you, years how before. How do you feel about cancel culture, Nino? Um, shit, I think everybody's sensitive. Um, and like I said, I think you can't pick and choose when. So, um, <clears throat> I think when people choose to complain about something and it works, then that lets the door open for everybody else to know that all you got to do is complain and it works. Yeah. Do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hate cancel culture. As much it's... as I want to, like, give into this facade, like, oh, my God, we're all under attack. Fuck the system. It's like, bro, we attack white folks all the time for being racist. We been not playing that shit. Mm-hmm. So, so, you feel me? so when that situation happened with you when you were younger and... um, um What situation? The situation you brought up where he got caught up with the police at 17 and then that was the reason why he didn't go to college. Would you primarily take responsibility for that? Because that's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, because there are people who are like, oh, the system got me. Or, or are you going to be like, no, nah, that was my fault. My fuck up. Looking back 10 years later, I definitely fucked up. Um, I didn't go through the worst punishment for that. House arrest for 10 months um, was better than jail for nine months. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like I look at it for what it is, but I've had a lot of run-ins with the system, you know, with mm-hmm. systematic adversity and oppression and shit like that. But I'm saying, like, as far as cancel cancel culture goes, being canceled or whatever it's whatever the fuck you call it, black people started that shit, and everybody else just said, "Oh, that's all it takes." So, because because the conversation I I was kind of having with Chris, it was like um, people nowadays, especially with social media, they're able to kind of be their own little news channel, and they can just kind of uh, get people to rile up with them, and like let's just all kind of post it on our pages and keep going and keep going. But I think it gets to a point as well where it's um, even the people that are out there doing all this, I don't even think a lot of them one hundred percent even agree with. 100% of their standpoint yeah, like all the I, time. Yeah, I feel like, like cancel culture is just a wave. 
Like some people don't even really feel that way, but they see everybody no, saying it. So thing, I'm gonna say it too. It's a lot of emotions. Thing, he he he's right by saying like they saw success in it, so it's not. Why would they let up? If imagine being the person to be like, oh, I was the one that started Kevin Hart not being on there, and it's like, oh, I was one of the early adapters to that. Oh, I was one of the pre, I was one of the first that talked about this, and I got this, pe- I got this person canceled, and yeah. oh, and I joined in on that, and it's like now you build this uproar com- community where like they're gonna be talking about like, oh, this is the next thing we need to take That's down. What I'm saying, and it's like um, they're canceling everybody across the board. I remember when they canceled the half white lady who worked for Black Lives Matter as a leader because she was half white. And I'm just like, damn, is she having motion over there or not? You know yeah, what I mean? I remember that. Like, is she having motion, y'all? Can can you find a black a full black lady to do it better? Cause she was the leader. They just canceled the Phoenix Suns owner for saying oh, um yeah. yeah, they canceled him just like they canceled um Ronald Donald Ronald. Yeah, Sterling. but he was talking reckless though. I feel that, but it's like they canceled the baby. He was talking reckless, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who do you feel bad for though, worse? And it's funny, though, another headline with Boozy as well saying that he believes uh, the baby is being strongly blackballed. He probably is. So he's trying to protect the baby, right? And I guess Meek Mill is um, on side with this as well. Because, yeah, them sales were not oh looking good. Did you like his album? Um, I'm from the West Coast, he's from the South Coast. So I don't his rhythm just don't really, you know, yeah. like that stutter who, who, rap. Who's Nino listening to nowadays? Who, what's in your playlist? You hop in the Maybach, you, you light your blunt, you cruising down Western. I'm not gonna say the other cross street because they gonna know where to find you. <laughs> what you it's what you bumping? Right, man. Nino is bumping some baby money. Baby money. Nino's bumping Bino. Ah, you know Bino, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nino's bumping. Oh, I see Rod Wave in there. Oh Fuck. yeah, Nino's bumping that Rod Wave. Did not like that one. Nino's bumping Kevin Gates. Okay. Future. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Future for sure. Who's Baby Baby? Who? Baby Money. He's from Detroit. Oh, so you like Detroit sound. I like all sounds. But I just like rappers, I believe. So I'm going to switch it up. Growing up, who are a couple people like you looked up to or like you, you looked at like, <laughs> yeah, these are the guys that I want to portray or be like? So I know this sounds cliche coming from L.A., Oh, you know my what gosh. I mean? Jay? No, I already know. But um, I looked up to the niggas that actually made, like, decisions. You know what I mean? Oh, I thought you were about to say Nip. I mean, Nipsey for sure. I have a hell of a memory with Nipsey Hussle growing up. But it's like I looked up to Nip up until the point where I realized he was everything I wanted him to be, but more. Uh, do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I do feel like Nipsey Hussle was able to be what everyone wanted to be while still being someone from L.A., exactly. while still being one of and us like, from South Central. So I that was the thing that yeah. I felt like Nipsey really executed. He was everything we wanted to be while still being one of us, That which was the, the purest form, the purest way I can put it. He was still wearing pro clubs like the same way we do. He was still wearing Pumas the same way we do. Uh, Dickies the same way we do. And that was like, wow. that He's on the main stage and he's still one of us. So I, that that's one thing I could definitely respect about Nip. You feel he, me? Um, he, though, at the end of the day, um, he very much so took the slower route. You know, oh, yeah. he, the independent, the grind, the, even the whole brand marathon. 
marathons a long ass fucking run a long ass, a lot of people never even ever finish a marathon in their life you know so that was his whole brand um and then you look at people that you know get signed and go to the moon you know what i'm saying they they get bigger songs and all that but he wasn't so much about number of streams but more in the sense of complete ownership exactly not trying to get pimped on like i told y'all you feel yeah me? It, yeah no he, he's 100 percent right yeah major key yeah, so his whole thing was always ownership and preaching, like, you can do this yourself, and it's going to be a slower grind. Um, yeah, so he embodied, like, a lot of the stuff that, you know, what I what we go back and forth about, about rappers and all that. And and my my the issue that I have with Kanye, he took a lot of money up front, which gave up ownership, and then now he wants to bitch about it after the fact. Nip got all of his paperwork done right. So he don't have to bitch at any point. And after sadly him dying, his family benefits, not not the people that a lot of these rappers complain about. Oh, yeah, they're benefiting off of us. It's like, no, no, no. After all this happened, I'm sure, it, you know, it sucks to say this, but after he passed away, probably that's when everybody started supporting him. Clothes started selling out. Tape started going up. Yeah. Streams went up. And his family benefited from Dude, this. Dude, to get one of those sweaters or the T-shirts. Oh, it was months. crazy. It was crazy. But let's get back to the question. So who are a couple of people you looked up to coming up in L.A. in South Central? Um, rappers, of course. Dom Kennedy. You know, up until I realized he really wasn't that cool. <laughs> um, I looked up to, what's that dude's name? I forgot. Damn, but you looked up to him. I know, that's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy, bro. What's his name? Casey? He didn't make the cut. Nah. I can't think of him right now. But, um. Pinky? Nah. <laughs> but, um, then again, I just. I've always liked opulence. I've always liked opulence. nice that's things. A, that's a good word. That's, I've always That's liked, the word of the day. Yeah. Opulence. I've always liked dudes that had things. Um, my respect for Nipsey came before even, like, the mainstream rap and shit like that because. I used to see him drive around the neighborhood in the nicest cars and they were bulletproof and he had no tent and um, he would bounce out and shit with all the extras and this big thirsty Malcolm X chain and this Rolex and um, he would me mug everybody and shit. You know what I mean? And it's just like, bro, who this nigga think he is? <laughs> you feel me? He was exactly who he thought he exactly. was. Exactly. He was exactly him the whole <laughs> yeah. time. You know what I mean? He was always him. And um, I'll see this nigga all the time, just like in the neighborhood. One time during, what's it, what was it? Trayvon Martin riots. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember that. During the Trayvon Martin riots. Dude, I um, had to get home quick. After the day. verdict came out. The Zimmerman one, right? Yep. Everybody came out into the Mert Park and started rioting and shit. You know I mean? remember everybody were, our age. They were beating all the up kids white and people. stuff, and um, everybody was throwing shit at cars and everything. And you see this? They they were beating up white people, huh? Just just to I beat them up. No man. Yeah, because I was going. Oh, to, yeah, was. I was going to summer school at Johnny Cochran, mm -hmm. and uh, I remember I was walking with like four people, and uh, they they came up to me, and they were like, "You white?" And I was like, "Nah." And then the girl, I had the homegirl Messiah with me. And she was like, nah, he's good. 
So they kept going. <laughs> and I'm like confused as to what's going on. And then it was her and this girl named Diamond and the homie William. And they kept walking with me to the bus stop. I was about to catch the 35 to go up Washington. And I looked back and I seen them beating up some some like light-skinned Mexican dude. And I was like, what the fuck? My mom called me. I answered the phone. And she's like, you got to get home right now. Like, they're going crazy. And this is right before sundown, right when it got cracking over there by, by um what's yeah. that mall? Crenshaw Mall. Yeah, they, so they were flipping cop cars. I was, by the Mer- I was already oh, by Crenshaw damn. Mall. It was already cracking. And um, they're do- they're messing up everything nice. Yeah. So cars are driving by. They throw in rocks and bottles at cars and um, buses and shit. And then you just see this all black CL60, CL600, I'm sorry, drive by. Somebody throws a bottle at it. Boom. That motherfucker stop immediately. Out gets two niggas wearing white t-shirts. And one of the niggas is Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> and um, we're like, oh, shit. And um, he walks up to a whole mob of angry black people, pressing them about who threw the bottle. And nobody wants to say anything. And he's not letting it go. Um, he's so pressed up that the helicopter is above us, recording us, act a fool. They're not doing nothing. When they see him get out and confront the crowd, the police come and arrest him. What? Yeah. And then they they um. This is this is like out there in the world. This this is ne- like news that people can find. Probably yeah, you can look it up. They arrest I mean, him. I mean, if he got arrested, yeah, that that part. I think it's on the news and everything. But uh, yeah, he got arrested right there in front of the Mer Park, Seven Eleven. Wait, but no they way. just arrested him just because he was just out and about. No, he was inciting violence. Out of he, he was he was probably uh, he was probably he was probably wild and out acting a fool. It wasn't even that. He was just pressing respect. Yeah, you and that's one thing Nip like He got do. out of the car and demanded respect from a crowd of angry people. You see, the thing with Nipsey, he would always trip on respect. If it was one thing, you have to respect Nip, no matter what. Like, you, There's videos of him going off on paparazzi, and he's like, nah, I'm tripping on respect. Like, you're going to respect me. I've seen that clip when uh, it they were like in a parking lot, right? And They, they were, were at like, the American Apparel on Melrose. Yeah. Right across no, that, the street from Fairfax, yeah. That's crazy though. That that was just his personality. Someone coming from South Central, bro. He was he was. Yeah, but then but then come up. but for the most part though, a lot of that is just mob mentality. Like when yeah. you get when you get a group of motherfuckers that are just kind of like, you know, we're all collectively involved. They feel like they're taking less responsibility for the actions that are being committed, and then that's like when you put a hundred people in a room, they just wild out. Like if one of them starts kind of, and that's where like mosh pits come from. That's where like. When the looting was happening, bro, mom mentality is fucking crazy. Like, you get a group of people that feel like... Bro, I'm telling you. That's how it be. Yeah. And then they start justifying their actions with shit. That's um, how it be. I invested into a salon um, in Santa Monica during the George Floyd riots in, like, 2020. And um, it got looted. In Santa, it was, like, right in the Santa Monica area. Got looted like a motherfucker. And we run the camera back. And there's, um, I swear to God, these Middle Eastern kids wearing Gucci, breaking the window, ransacking the shit, speaking Farsi. Speaking Farsi. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. like, bro, what the fuck? They just wanted to do it just that's to do I'm it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, I feel like when all this looting stuff was going on, it was just people doing it just to act a fool. Like, like, yeah. oh, we, oh, we stealing shit today? Let's go do yeah. it. Yeah, I, I remember I was working. I was a, so on edge. I was working a job at the time, right? And there was this guy who worked with me, and he was a tall, skinny, uh, white dude. I'm not going to say his name, but, you know, he's a tall, skinny, white dude. 
And um, I remember I seen, I think they just, what did they call it? They call for National Guard or something? Or Coast Guard or some bullshit like that where the, the army comes into LA? Remember that? When that shit was going on? Oh, when they had the army trucks going everywhere, right? Yeah, when what is that driving? called? They called what? National Guard. Something like that. I don't know. I have no idea, but yeah, it's when the but actual army. I'm seeing these trucks with the troops in the back of the car and this shit. I'm starting to get freaked out. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy drives up to them. And he's like, hey, you guys are cute. This and that, like teasing them. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Whatever. And then he drives me off at work and he we clock back in, whatever. Boom. And he's just like, yeah, I'm about to go out today. I'm going to riot. I'm going to loot something. And I'm just like. Bro, you're not even there, like, fighting for the cause or protesting. You're over here just yeah, to act the fucking it's, dumbass. It's because it's mom mentality, and they found a way to justify it. They yeah. found that we're going to, we're going to, and then if I do get in trouble, it'll look like I'm doing it for the right reasons, because no one knows yeah. the motive. And that's why, why I say the motive is the most important part. Why does hell from Idaho or something like that? Like, he could give a fuck about yeah. what was going on in the world. He was just concerned about having fun. Right. Yeah. And these kids wearing Gucci looted a black business. For Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. Man, that's fucked. <laughs> that's <gotta laughs> you know fight. what I'm saying? Like, damn. Nah, yeah. That's fucked. So let, let's switch the topic before we go down the dark road again. Man, Let, you, you, you've you been saying that this is... this is Anybody who needs relationship advice is supposed to be getting advice yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been preaching to these guys, uh, Angelo and Brian, about uh, how you are the dawn of this. I'm not the best. You're, you're, you got more all-stars than the Lakers. Um, you know, you're the reason why LA got one season. You know, <laughs> like, like talk, he has talk. a he has a whole song that's ten minutes long. All it is is a bunch of females kind of thanking him for what he has done and brought into their life, and it is ten uh, minutes straight. It's ten minutes straight of just you of really greatness. get to meet him. You know, of it, excellence. It's ten minutes straight of women, and I, I recorded this. You know, I I, I am. Oh, you a sat witness. there the whole time. I sat. It. But how long was that session? Like three hours? We had women come and go. He called women on the phone and say, hey, I just want you to tell them, you know, what I've done for you. <laughs> Nino changed my life. My, you know, I moved to a Malibu apartment. I got a new car, this and that. My money's better, this. Uh. And then he'll do that every 10 <laughs> seconds. And that shit was, honestly, got to respect how the man did it. Like, that was pretty funny. But yeah. I, I, I never had recorded a 10-minute song before, let alone I've never heard something and and not to mention though he had someone come to lay down the vocals too oh that just put the whole thing together but you know they these guys want some relationship advice so so give it to them nina um my relationship advice is pretty like one-sided you know it depends on the kind of results you want you know what I'm <laughs> for real like if you want to lay up at night you know what i'm saying and cuddle then i'm not the guy for you you know what i mean so what but, kind of guys need to listen to you um, real niggas, stand-up guys, um, ones with balls, um, ones who actually want to be somebody in life, major key, you know what I mean? Okay. Ones who have a purpose other than loving a woman, you know? So the kids on TikTok are probably going to watch this and, you know, what do you want to, you want to drop some wisdom on them? You want to drop them some game? Um, man, my ideas are pretty toxic. No, no, yeah. no, but, but what's something that you, you, you right now would tell like a younger version of you, like if you were twelve again, like and you really had to kind of instill something. Like, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> I can't wait for this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna say some funny shit. Yeah. I can tell. 
I can't know. If you were to go back in time and tell yourself, your younger 16, 15-year-old Nino something, what would you tell him? I would have told me, honestly, stay away from punk bitches. You know? <laughs> How yeah. can you tell a bitch is a punk? First day. Any punk vibes is a punk. Any punk you know vibes is a punk. So Any it's like trusting your gut. So you just say trust your gut with a woman? Trust your gut with everything. But um, my encounters and my relationship with women are different because I only like girls that like me. And a lot of people don't practice that philosophy. A lot of people chase women. A lot of people think that if they just do this and that, she'll like them. Um, I think that if a girl don't like me in the first five minutes, she never will. On to the next. And trust me, the next be on. You know what I mean? That's kind of... That's actually some good wisdom no, but, right there. But, but, but then what? what is there to be said about the people that are like, you know, we're like, um, trying to value like, oh, I'm persistent. Like I, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Um, women are choosy. They choose. That's the only way. And um, they gonna choose fast. You know. You got a counter to that? No, no. no. I mean, like, his 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 whole thing makes sense because I always think of like a relationship. If you were to view it as a partnership, as a business thing, as a, if you. I always had a bad feeling with the person I was going to start the studio with. I knew from my gut, from my instinct. And this is completely different, but I was going to invest a lot of money with someone else. And right away, my instinct was, fuck this guy. But at the time, I was like, maybe we can try to make this work. Maybe I'm just being an asshole. And then he ended up scamming me. And then he ended up scamming him. Damn. Yeah. For how much? Well, not for how much. He gave me a bad check and ended up closing my business account. Damn. And Did you get but, the deal? But, huh? Did you get the deal? Yeah, it took three months. Yeah, it took three months though. I had oh. like no, but but see, but but I had like I feel you. I had like fifty thousand just in holding, bro. Like I feel you, bro. I I couldn't even that. get that. That was money. Like I'm, now yeah, I'm but dried then, up. But then at I the same, no but then at the same time too, it's a in a sense uh, be, a three way business thing. So when that all happened, I had given my part of it. So they so both gave me checks because the way me and Brian had met, he was gonna be a tenant of mine, right? Mm -hmm. And um. I'll be honest, like now that we're all past that era, um, if it wasn't for you giving me that 25 grand at that time, I, I don't know what the fuck I would have done because yeah. my whole money was just in holding for three months. So I had to stretch 25 grand to last me three months. And at the time, my bills were like 10 grand a month. So I was like, I had to pull money out of air. Have you ever been in a situation where you just had to like make shit happen with nothing? Just make plays? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you, hey, but that's the fucking but mindset the I like. Thing. Though it's like, like this, every is, this, day. this is the thing that separates the the you know, I hate saying this, but this is the thing that separates the nine to fivers from the the you know, I guess you can say the what would you say the advanced male the the, um, the fuck the. It's the go-getters. It's yeah, the go-getters. Go yeah, the hustlers, yeah. bro. That's why I love LA because this is the only place where a person like me can wake up, drink a smoothie, go to the gym. Meet a couple bitches and still ride around in the Maybach. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, but I it's used, true. To, I used no, to work. It's true. I used to catch the bus. I've caught the bus everywhere through LA. I used to know the bus schedule by heart. Yeah, you know what I mean? To, Every 17 minutes. And it's like, um, now I deserve to ride around in the V12. I deserve to do the things that I'm able to do. I deserve to live at the Ritz. I deserve to eat and blase, blase, and whoop de because I've actually went through the petty shit. 
I've went through the crumbs. I've went through the stress, and I still stress over bills. But I'm gonna have bills forever. My yeah. grandma has bills. She be stressing over them. See, and this is we we bro. We talk about this all the damn time. But this is the shit that the reason why for me it's like having to prove yourself time and time again, right? So I always feel like there's those people that make it to the league. They're in the NBA. You made it. Congratulations. And now you want to fuck off and now you want to slack and now you're out of the league. Rather than the people that I look up to is like the LeBron James. What the fuck else does he have to prove? He's in the conversation for the top, the GOAT status. And every offseason, he just gets slimmer, fitter. His Like he's just working on himself all the damn time. And like I was telling you, like when Jay drops, if Jay-Z drops today... Jay-Z still feels I got to prove something because what are they going to say now? He's too old to rap. He's out of that shit. He don't, he don't write no more. He ain't going to come with the bars. Jay-Z has to prove himself once again. He is him. And a lot of people get so caught up like I did it once. I never got to do it again. You got to respect me every fucking time. Like, no, the f- like, do it again and then do it again and then do it again. And yeah, this, is, this, this has to be the mindset because a lot of people get so caught up in that one win. We have just started the podcast, and I don't know about you, but I'm getting old friends of mine saying that we're doing so well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then would you say we got a lot of room to grow? Oh, hell yeah, definitely. We got a shit ton so of room. So much. I think we got, I mean, I'm, I might just be hard on us, but I'll, Nino's over here giving us more credit than I've given myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, Shout out to RZN Podcast. Yeah, and then even Nino pretty much saying, like, he can go down the, like, I'm pretty sure there are some people living out there that are like once i get the maybach i'm done bro i yo yeah. i'm gonna skirt off in the sunset but I, I also think that's with everybody because you know coming from i mean nino saw where i started i started in a small ass box like you know and even before that um i, I started studios and failed three times i it, it got to the point where I, I literally was working a job and i said i just want to make 10 grand a month that's it once i make 10 grand a month i'm good I get to 10 grand a month and now my bills are five grand a month. And I'm like, dude, there's not enough. Then I get to 20 and then now my bills are 20,000, 25. My bills right now are like 25, upwards 25K a month. So I have to make 50 just to even, you know, be cool. And that's yeah. not, it's still not enough. So it's like, you know, so once you, you say that, oh, I just want this, you get there and then you realize it's not enough. So break it down for the people that want to make 50,000 a month, man. <laughs> How do you work so hard a lot of this? Uh, what keeps you going? I don't know. I just What do you do to make 50,000 a month? It just gets easier. It just gets easier. You break the barrier and it gets easier. Like the the hardest thing is just making something back. Once you learn how to make something back, you do it times 10. Once you did that, it gets easier. You kind of learn the system and then you just yeah, keep doing it. My 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 argument to that is market share, right? You you we ran into this problem as well. You had opened up, you had made success off of opening up one room, two rooms, three rooms. Once the market gets saturated and you have to then open up 12 like you did, you saw how tough it was to kind of fill yeah. them up because the market does die out. There's the same thing with my studio stuff. Um, sometimes some markets are bigger and and then sometimes, you know, um, my whole thing to all of this is the mindset of just multiplying it at the same time too, you know, as I know, there's only so many artists or so many engineers that are in LA and that's I, I guess my best advice is like grow as quick as you can. Don't go slow. Grow as quick as you can and get out as quick as you can and try to get in like the hedging. Right now I'm hedging because I com- I own 50% of RZN now and he was somebody I was renting to at first. Yeah. But now we 
we got a partnership to where he runs the music studios. So if my music studio rentals go bad, at least I know the studio is going to do good and still compensate that money. Now, yeah, if both do good, I'm up even more. So I would say grow as quick as possible. People say don't bite off more than you can chew. Fuck that. I, I went. It's, it's on, I've only been here a year, actually, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow makes one year since I've got in my first building. And now we have the four. What's funny, though, is we could go on a disagreement with this because then I would have another viewpoint to this. I would play devil's advocate to that saying. Um, But we could go on forever. (laughs) Look, at at the end of the day, I feel as if um, if you strongly believe in something, go all into it. Like, you know, that that, that's the best way to put it. Um, But you have any financial advice for people? Yeah. Um, What's your financial advice? My financial advice is pretty simple. Um, make money as much as you eat food. Um, make plans to make money, and just like do what's right with it. Like financial freedom and all that shit, and all these financial gurus on YouTube—they're gonna lie to you. They're gonna tell you invest into them, spend six hundred in three months, you'll make a hundred thousand. Blase, blase. No, bro. Stack your money. Spend your chips wisely. If you know you make $200 a day, you should spend 75 a day. Yeah. Period. And don't gamble. Don't gamble. Oh, yeah, they were gambling. <laughs> no. he, Chris was gambling right but before But everybody has their vice. You get me? Yeah. And the crazy thing is everybody can afford their vice. I never met a smoker who couldn't afford smoke. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ever. Wow. Yeah, I never yeah, met a crackhead who can't buy crack. Right? Yeah. Never yeah. will. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm I'm gambling $100,000 just so I could have $100,000 to play with. Um, you know, a good gam- habit. Gambling is not a good, you know, road to go down. Have you ever gone down that road of gambling? Um, Man, your phone is booming over there, huh? No, nah, I gamble a little bit, but I lose a lot in Vegas. Yeah, man, I'm trying to do all this shit, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, what time are we at right now? Now we're four. Okay, Honestly, let's. I feel like I could keep going, man. No, same, same. But um, let's let's finish off. If you had a funny or crazy story with a girl, we could just finish yeah, off. Yeah, what's on a funny, what's your funny, craziest, crazy story? What's the craziest Nino DeGrigio in its purest form story? <laughs> let's get a very good clippable funny moment for the people. The craziest story. Um, all right, I'll tell you about the time I fucked my op's mama. Oh God! Okay. What like? the fuck? Boom. Hey yo, what the fuck? Yes. So, um, back in the day, I was living at this house in Hollywood, and I had a bunch of cars, and I would only drive one of them. So, I'm fucking out of town, and I come back, and one of my cars is missing. Mm-hmm. And the dude is telling me, like, yo, bro, I got your car. Can I please use it for two more days? I'm, you know, he's telling me all this bullshit. I give in to it, give him two more days. Okay. Three more days go by, no car. I have to go steal my car back from his job, basically. And um, all his stuff was in it, like he was sleeping in it and shit. It was crazy, you know? So we started beefing after that. Petty beef, nothing serious. Fast forward two years later, um, his mother moves next door to me. In the Hollywood place? No, in downtown. Okay. But I never knew this. I never knew this at all. You never knew it was his mom? Never knew it was his mom. I forgot about this dude. Mm-hmm. Until one day, um, our building had a little mixer you know what i mean 
And um, we get the mix. You went to the mixer. I went to well, the yeah, mixer. These, these downtown buildings that you sometimes will put like flyers in the elevator, like oh, nah, we're gonna they, have a thing they, in the yeah. lounge. Yeah, you know. So I went to the mixer and I ended up, you know, seeing the neighbor having a cocktail or two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she, we ended up talking about cars, and she's telling me about her son, and she ended up talking about him. I'm like, I know this bitch ass nigga, you know. <laughs> like that sounds like this bitch ass nigga. Yeah. And um, I. Brought him up, and she got scared. She said, you know my son? And I'm like, oh, yeah, but I know him because, you know, I went to a show one day. Sounds familiar. You know, I basically sound like just a low-key fan, you know. Okay. And now he's an op. But um, I made it a point right then and there, like, yeah, it's about to go there. <laughs> and um, But I didn't know how everything else was going to transpire. So before we finish this story, I'm going to show you the girl, the lady. Okay. You feel me? This nigga mama. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to show you this nigga mama. All right. Now, prior to all this, I didn't know her age. You feel me? Okay. I'm talking everything is right. Body done. All that. You feel okay. me? That's his mom? Bro, that's his nigga mama. You got to say it like that. <laughs> that's his nigga mama. You feel me? Um, She ends up turning to be like a super duper duper freak you know okay um and we're sitting there having a conversation then like a couple of days later and she's like well yeah you know my son is like 33 i'm just like my son 33 <laughs> you know like hold on i'm only 26 you know what i mean now, i forgot i didn't even know how old this dude was you know what i mean the whole time and uh -huh. so i'm thinking how old she was I'm, the whole time i'm thinking she's in her 40s or something you know was she, she was 51. Wow. 51, bro. Do you feel me? 51. She's 51 and she looks like she's 20. Bro, listen. Everything about her is like 25. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this was crazy. You ready to hear this? Because hmm. I always got the truth for you, Lottis. Oh, yeah. There's he, always he, ups he and always, downs with pop bitches. He always pulls up receipts. So, um... This is the nigga mama. I showed your Instagram, right? She asked me for $300. <laughs> and even sent the cash out. And told me she'll pay me back in two weeks. She said, please. please. Stop the cap. I need you. This lady's right 51. Now. Asking to borrow 300 bucks. I need my 300, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I need me a sugar mama to send me 300. So then, so so did the son find out? This is my, this is my question. Did the son find out? No, but when I run into that nigga, I'm gonna be sure to let him know that I dicked his mama down. <laughs> oh wow! You okay. know what I mean? Let's uh, damn. You on, feel I, what I'm saying? I'll be 100 honest. I could talk to Nino all day. Um, I've done it before, countless times. Uh, I would love to talk to Nino all day, but we're already at an hour long. So, is there any last thing you want to say? Um. Um, I just want to say shout out to the city of Los Angeles, man. Um, I am Nino DeGrigio. I am the nigga that did. I am the nigga that will. Um, I am the nigga that's done more for fucking single mothers than the motherfucking Build It Foundation. You know what I'm saying? I am the one that showed these niggas how to get money, spend money, save money, and give it back to the community. You're the reason LA you know got one saying? season? I'm the reason LA has one season and one mayor of Los Angeles, <laughs> which is your boy. You feel what I'm saying? 
got yeah. more All-Stars on Fig than the Lakers. More All-Stars on Fig than the Lakers and more hoes on Century than the Clippers. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah. We can go back and forth all day. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know pimps up, hoes down to the day a fish drown. But what's more important is that RZN <laughs> podcast is down with the bitches and hoes. You feel it what took I'm saying? I was <laughs> <laughs> just saying, man. You know? And all you got to do is download Church on Mondays tomorrow on, on all streaming platforms. And you too will be riding around in the Maybach with the baddest bitch on your nicest outfit. Eating some motherfucking Freak. sorbet and shit. You know what I mean? Sorbet. You can't no, make this shit Not up. no regular yogurt. How does a fish drown? They it don't. Doesn't. And, how does it, and how does a pimp go down? <laughs> Never? Come Never. on now. Okay. You know, I will say one last thing. Fucko and Nino, he always did put me on the upper level shit. One time in a song, he said something about, I'm at Erwan ordering whole chicken. And at the time, I'm like, yo, what's Erwan? And he said, you just not on that level yet, Lades. And I was just like, Wow. <laughs> And then I, I, I get a little bit of money and I find out what Erwan was. And I was like, fucking Nino. He, Come on, he was man. ahead of his time. You got to eat healthy, bro. Stay yeah. positive out here. Yeah. Well, um, my name is Brian. You can find me on IG and TikTok at RZ and Brian. And if you have listened this far, we really fucking appreciate it. This is episode 11 of the RZN podcast. We are now on Spotify. And by the time this comes out, probably Apple Music. My name is Chris. You can find me RZN Chris on Instagram, DTA Chris on Twitch and on TikTok. And this is Nino. Go ahead, shout yourself out, man. Nino DeGrigio at N E N O D E G R I G I O across all Damn. platforms, YouTube, all that. It sounded like you Nino were DeGrigio. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't struggling. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that nice wine that my name sounds like. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, anyways. Appreciate you for fucking with us. All right, let's end this off with the song of the day Wait, one more time. I gotta use it. <laughs> <laughs>